podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Review of Beat. Glenn Pickard. Glenn, Glenn Pickard. Pickard is the name of the patron. Thank you, Glenn. We knew that all along. FYI, everyone, we know not how to check Instagram messages. <laughs> so if you do DM us on Insta, we won't miss it for six months. Yes. Yay. <laughs> um, we've also got some trailers, maybe, like one. Um, trailer maybe um, and uh, we have some what you've been watching and uh, news and questions and other yummy bits uh, for you uh, Ian what has been happening in film news this week Harvey Weinstein's going to jail yay Woo! Harvey Weinstein is going to jail yes which is is obviously just unfair. when's the sentencing because it was March is it March yeah. okay I mean, March is literally like six days time Becky that's true in films and shit, they do it like straight away. I mean, I hate to break this to you, babe, but sometimes films lie. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I think he was found guilty on two counts, was it? Yeah. Um, yeah, he was acquitted on on some of the charges, and he's already planning to appeal. But it is a little bit like, mate. Take your medicine. No, just fuck off. I mean, mm. like. Come on now, you know it's that uh, they're already saying that um, they want him held in a prison infirmary until his sentencing and whatnot. It's just like he, all this shit when he's like walk, walking about on a fucking walker. It's oh. I it, oh it it's fucking pathetic. I I anyway. I mean, long may he rot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and also, liable. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. The director of Guns Akimbo has, d- like, not. Film Twitter has had a very interesting week, and I don't think it would do any of us any good to really get into it. But how much do you two know about this? I, I know. I, I caught the opening bit of it, and then I caught the 
the like the the, the, the tail end of the of the next bit of, of the like the third act. <laughs> yeah, it's the middle. <laughs> it seems to be the middle seems to be the really important bit. <laughs> Basically, I mean, like um, a woman behind a, a much a much ado about film. I think the the blog was called. Um, she used the N word in some stuff a while back literally like has had a lot of abuse on twitter posted a video the other night where she's giving a tearful apology and frankly what looks like blood coming down from her wrists uh or at least there's like blood all over on her arm and it's quite visible um then some like other things have happened and suddenly the director of guns akimbo is accusing two women of being the masterminds behind the trolling and saying that they should be done for attempted murder okay so just just, which general just you know well balanced yeah it's it seems like there's absolutely no evidence that these writers had like necessarily joined in on the pile on like certainly not to that extent um and i i I, like i haven't seen any tweets of them saying anything but i mean you can delete i i it's it's weird how it's gone from nothing to that even though one of them put up a piece about him and not supporting his film because of things he's had to say so there's like a bit of connective tissue there so it's very very odd it's gone from film twitter like piling on this woman or parts of film twitter piling on this woman for using the n-word to film twitter telling everyone to be nice to film twitter calling for the director of guns akimbo to be cancelled there seems to be absolutely fuck all nuance anywhere (laughs) because film twitter yeah um and it's just like it was just the fact that literally like two days after like everyone's talking about like how people need to be kinder and more respectful then it's cancelling guns akimbo we're not going to run any reviews of this the distributors need to know about it you know and it's yeah absolutely this guy jason lee lay howden i think his name is seems like he's got some shit going on in his basement as well quite frankly um no one has covered themselves in any particular glory here um the 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 writers who he's accusing have you know fair play he did a non-apology and they've said that's you know that's not good enough just leave us alone i i hope that's the end of it they've been getting a lot of shit as well from people it's like and at the centre of it, you've got this woman who put up a fucking video where it looked like she'd fucking cut her wrist. And it doesn't seem like anyone's actually asking how she is. It's and yeah. And yeah, I it I, I, I mean, I, it seems like apparently it looks like maybe the release of Guns Kimbo has been pulled now, um, which is a hell of a thing. Um, but you know, we'll see. In the end of the day, Universal pulled the hunt. That comes out in a few weeks' time. Yep. Which we didn't talk about actually. So 
unless you guys wanted to talk any about that film Twitter thing, maybe we should talk about the hunt. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not bothered on the film Twitter kind of thing. It, it is. It, it, there's a whole. It does seem to be that everyone's trying to. It, 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 Mark Falls one thing of everyone's trying to look for the next thing to be pissed off about. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I mean, I just. I hope that girl is all right. You know, there's, ob, you know, obviously using the N word in any context is an incredibly heated thing. Apparently, she used it a few times. Maybe she's not the nicest person in the world. Maybe she needs some help. I don't know, but I don't think anyone should claim to know. Apart from the fact that it looks like she tried to fucking kill herself. So, well, I don't know. Well done, everyone. Yeah, and I think there's a there's a whole uh, a whole sort of swathe I think at the moment of this whole um, the, the, a movement of be more kind. I think is how it's being given. Everything has to be given a tagline at the moment nowadays. Um, and that is the thing: is this be more kind thing. Uh, and it's like it does seem to be you know the whole idea behind it is actually quite a good thing. It, it's to talk about the endless online attacking and harassment and everything like that and and but the thing is it it does seem a little bit like it's be more kind to the people we don't mind you being kind to if it's people we don't like be a shit to them that's what i was about to say if we're looking at it in the context of obviously the the caroline flack news there was all the thing about oh we should have been more kind to caroline flack and we shouldn't have piled on her but now what we're going to do is we're going to pile on her ex and send him death threats, even though he tried to say don't prosecute her, and he tried to defend her. But let's let's just like pile on him instead because yeah. like well it's awful. There's a whole section of people I think if you if you said and they've got two opposite sides of it I think in terms of going out of the broader spectrum very quickly mm. of uh, of of films where anything like that. And you've got two opposite sides. And if you took away both of them, you'd probably have a much nicer place. So on one side of it, you've got the Piers Morgans, who are who create outrage so that they can be some, have something to be outraged about. And on the other sense of it, you've got the people who caught the outrage so they can be outraged about the outrage in something like <laughs> Jamelia, for instance, or whatever her name is, that was in The Good Place. And they're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're having a big war and it's a bit like do you know what you're actually both arseholes mm. for very different reasons but you are both arseholes because you're just a prick peers and sorry you jump on anything that you don't agree with mm. so what, is, is it Jamila Jamil. Jamila Jamil, yeah. You jump on anything that you don't agree with. And the thing that I knew you for before The Good Place was being essentially a sniffy dickhead on Channel 4 presenting. Yeah. Which she kind of has forgotten about and hopes that nobody ever, what is it? Some people will just go, well, if, if they ever Google Jamila Jamil or Channel 4 music show, they'll just go, oh, Simon Amstel, he was funny, wasn't he? And then just quickly just start looking at Simon Amstel clips rather than the clips of her trying to be as bitchy as he is but not being anywhere near as clever. Yeah, there was that whole period, wasn't there? Yes. Still, one of my favourite Channel 4 moments is uh, when he turned up to um, for Channel 4 News. He got invited to the Brit Awards to interview musicians and because he didn't like any of the musicians that were there, he just took a pocket full of mini cheeses and asked them to pick a mini cheese. And then when they picked a mini cheese, he just went, so why did you pick that one? 
and just basically refused to talk to them about their music and just ask them about the cheese. Such a spot. I like Simon Amstel. I, I quite enjoy Simon Amstel, yeah. <laughs> I was reading an article today about the demise of Nevermind the Buzzcocks and it reminded me of, like, Amstel's little, well, rather large thing of presenting that. He was such a dickhead to everyone, I loved it. He had a good run on that, didn't he? Yeah, he, did, yeah. he, he was the only other. There was Mark Lamar and him were the yeah. two that, that it worked well for. Well, they only had them two and Rod Gilbert right at the end. The rest yeah. were like guest hosts, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Who, who thinks, oh yeah, never mind the Buzzcocks, let's get Gabby fucking Logan on? Yeah, that's an odd one. Yeah. I remember Lemmy being on Never Mind the Buzzcocks once and Mark Lamar telling him, because he, he got a cigarette out and put it in his mouth, and Mark Lamar turned around and says, Lemmy, you can't smoke. And he just looks at him and goes, Am I fucking smoking? And he goes, Well, no, but you do have a cigarette in your mouth. You're like, Yeah, but am I fucking smoking? <laughs> that line goes, Well, actually, no, fair enough. And he puts it back in his mouth. And then a minute later, he just lights it. <laughs> and Matt Lamar turns around and goes, Lemmy, you are smoking now. And he just goes, Are you going to fucking stop me? And Matt Lamar just goes, So, Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, that was good. No, that was good times. That was a good show. So, anyway, um, trailers. Has there been any? I, I will just say, The Hunt actually oh, being oh. released and no one fucking batting an eye. I yeah. just says everything. Some need to pull it in the first place. It, 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 it's the thing of... Uh, it, it's the memory of a goldfish thing. Mm. It, it is incredible. It. Yeah, I mean, I just... You know, the amount of fucking like shit that that caused when it got pulled and like people going like I'll oh, pull in this film blah, blah, blah. and then it okay it's being released and no one says anything about it it's yeah the gold goldfish memory like you say it's fucking fascinating it is it's it, it's an interestingly weird boring time in film <laughs> interestingly weird boring yeah okay yeah, I got it. yeah it, it, but uh, trailers has there been any? Because I, I I think we've watched one and I it was boring. Um, I will say I the Green Knight trailer played in front in front of Brahms the Boy yeah, too. Yes, it Brahms did. As well. That was exciting. Wow, like that that on a big screen with a full surround system. That trailer, yes, please. Weird thing was, I've watched that trailer twice and and. and neither time did I quite make out the the the, the flaming head thing. So when it came out, I was like, what the fuck? How did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, I am very up for that. Yeah. I'm Definitely. Very up for that. And I, I'm, I'm looking, going, are we going to get like a really big push release and a really heavily marketed um, release for that? I think we are, aren't we? It, 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 it's distributed by entertainment, which is why it was trailing in front of the boy too, because it's the same distributor. Um, and because of that, it will get a wide release. They don't do limited. They no. they do wide. But I just think I, I, I think when they get I think that that's going to be this year's midsummer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a twenty four comes out in summer. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What they're um doing it for? In terms of like for for, for the market, midsummer was oh, yeah. everywhere for yeah. a good like six to eight weeks before it came out, you know, people knew about that movie. Yeah. You know, the fact that people still keep sending gifts of it, and I keep looking at it thinking, just wish you'd just stop. I literally just ordered that on Blu-ray today because it was £7 on Amazon, and I want to give the director's cut a go. 
I I want to give the director's cut a go, but I'm never going to look at it and go, do I have two hours, 45 minutes to watch an avant-garde comedy? No. I, like, I just... There's something about that film that's pulling me back, and I don't know what it is, but I want to give it another go. I want to I want to know what people loved about it. Is it is it what's his name running around with his wang hanging out, looking terrified? <laughs> maybe, because maybe. Do you know what? The more I think about the more I think, God, that that is a funny film. I need to rewatch that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I saw. I will just say as well, being trailered in pretty much every single fucking film I go to see without Lottie at the moment is that bloody sacrilege thing, which oh, yeah, face like, like what the what the fuck has someone got something on the head of Cineworld or something like what how how like what well the thing is right. When it comes up and it has the director's name comes up, doesn't it? Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. David Creed. And, and it comes up and you're thinking, oh, this looks like it's for like a prestige film. You're like, oh, no, it's not. It's <laughs> for something that really should be a late night episode of Hollyoaks. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I... If it's, I mean, if it's good, then you know, fair fucking play. It, I, I, I'm telling you now. I'm telling you right now, that film will not be good. It looks like, like I say, like a Hollyoaks After Dark Halloween special. But it's like it literally, it looks like something that would play Fright Fest. But I, I think, I think Bad Blood Films is the director's film company that he has set up. Yeah, his dad clearly owns some kind of haulage firm or something like that and has made millions and now he's inherited it all and he's going full Howard Hughes but it's going to go terribly <laughs> I, I just like the, the thing is it's like it looks like it's self-distributed and it's it like how because, how are you getting because, this play because his dad's haulage firm made a lot of no, money no but I mean like no in all seriousness though it's like has he basically said to Cineworld, I just want to start a movie career, take 100% of the fucking admissions, I don't care, I just want to have a film in a cinema. I like, I, I am baffled. I mean, good on, good on them. I mean, the trailer is is not a great trailer. It's, I mean, it's awful. It's an awful trailer. But I just, how? Like, every now and then, we get, like a, a, a Welsh, usually genre film, play at Cineworld like once a day for a week and it's trailered a couple of weeks before the film comes out. This motherfucker, I swear I first saw this trailer six months ago and I'm seeing it in front of pretty much every single 15 or 18 film at Cineworld at the moment. I like, I want to fucking write a story about it. Like, yeah. I want to I know what the fuck is going on with that film. Ian? Yeah. I am on Bad Blood Films yeah. website right now. Yeah. The only yeah. film they have currently is Sacrilege. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't know who one of, the, one of the two founders is. Go on. David Creed. Oh, uh, there you go. Director. 
David is an award-winning writer, director of adverts, promos, music videos, and short films for Orange. Hang on, so what, he did all of that for Orange? Or did he just do short films for Orange? I think he did short films for Orange. I mean, like, frankly... They, they, they given this... to be the UK's Bloomhouse. Good for them. I mean, good for them. I, I, the thing is, given how many times I've seen this trailer, it feels like when it comes out in Cineworld, it's going to take six screens and have ten showings a day each screen or something it i it's i like i'm fascinated i i will probably go see it i i'll take some beers in with me but i'll go see it uh I, i'm not expecting you to to i'm just i i'm fascinated so I, i'm looking at yeah honestly i'm on there what is it right now and it, literally there's a big city world advert on the website <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so if they've got some sort of exclusive deal with Cineworld then. Is that what we're saying? It would look like that way. Right, okay. That Well, that's starting to make some sense then. I like it just, that that trailer is fucking awful. And just the fact that it ends with logo for Bad Blood Films. And it's like, do that at the start. That's what every single other trailer on Earth does. You don't end... Uh, uh, Anyway, you see, the thing is, listeners, I'm riled up because of a conversation I had with Becky in the in the uh, pre-show for the patrons, and uh, I, I still don't think I've calmed down. Sorry. Don't blame me for your bad mood. No, well, no, I will blame you. Thank you very much. And you are not coming to see Tenet in IMAX with us. <laughs> I mean, I'll just sit separately from you if you won't let me come by. No. Not happening. You don't appreciate the top and bottom of an image, good lady. What now? What? Um, update on Bad Blood Films. Great. Yes, please do. Uh, Mark McKenna, the co-founder, yes. who also co-founded it with um, David Creed. With David Creed. I think I know him. <laughs> Shut the front door. Yeah, he used to live in York. Yeah. Do you, have I, his, oh, do you have his contact details? I need I need to ask some questions. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like considering the facts I just said, the 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 trailer's shit and whatnot. I'm not entirely sure how up for. It just I'm fast like I'm fascinated. Instead of going the fright fest route, they've gone. Fuck it, let's do a deal with Cineworld. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. You know what? There's a part of me that goes, I hope it works. Yeah, I mean, so do I. So do but, I. It looks really bad, though. It does, it does, right? But, fuck it. it, it, it they've gone for a big swing. If it doesn't fucking land, nobody else is going to do it again. But if it does land, and it is, let's see, if, let's see if this film is still crap, right? Mm. It's as bad as the trailer makes it look, right? If it does land, all the companies might go, do you know what, fuck it, let's do that. And for every three or four that don't work, there might be one that where you go, this is fantastic. And it just opens up the doors a little bit more. So, you know, it, at least they're going big and fucking bold. Why not? It, it just, it, fuck it, I'm going to go and see it. Is it meant to be set in the UK? Yeah. So the whole line of, I don't care if they've got Wi-Fi, there's a pool. 
it's completely redundant because it would be too cold to go in the outdoor pool at any given point. Even at the height of fucking summer, it would not be warm enough for long enough to warm that pool. Heated pool. It doesn't look like a heated pool. Well, we'll say. Go and see. I'm not going to see it. Well, I will. I like, will. I will go and see it. Um, right. So are we doing the boy and then the boy, Brahms the boy too, or are we just going to talk about the boy? Let's just, let's just talk about them both. Let's just, I mean, both in one, like, let's just, let's just do it. Can right. I just ask before we go into the film, have you watched that Dream Horse trailer, Ian? We can't <laughs> bring ourselves to watch it. What? You Have you not seen about Dream Horse? Dream Horse? Tony yeah. Collette plays a Welsh lady who trains a race horse. Right. Google right now. Google Dream Horse poster. It is mental. Dream Horse poster. We, we haven't been able to bring ourselves to watch the trailer. I will not watch it. Because no. Yeah. Just I won't. I refuse. Give it back. No, I don't think I will. Give it back to her. Ooh, now your boyfriend's mad. Why don't you come get it from me, mental? You know I wouldn't worry about this doll thing. Will used to be obsessed with this blanket. Run, Mental, run! Stop it, Will! Obsessed. But then one day I realized that it was quite literally a security blanket. And I think this doll could be the same thing. Come on, Mental! You shouldn't worry about it, is what I'm saying. Kids do all sorts of weird things. They go through phases. And then poof, it's gone. So the boy... Uh, is a 2016 horror film that is available on YouTube because literally the distributors don't care. However, they do. How care, I watched it. However, they do care enough to make a sequel, Brahms the Boy 2. They are written and directed by the same person, by the same people. So by uh, directed by William. Oh, Renfrew. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking at the Dream Horse um, poster. A couple of comments. That horse looks like he's telling a very amusing joke. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, 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 the tagline, hearts will race, um, just reminds me of my fa- my second favourite tagline of all time for clashes of, uh, Clash of the Titans, Titans will clash. <laughs> that horse does not look like he's telling a funny joke. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway. Oh. If you scroll past that one, it's a picture of the front of the book. Oh, God, she that's why she's got the shit hair. Because the real-life lady had the shit hair. Is that a picture or is that a painting? I don't know. <laughs> it looks like Barry Kaler in a long bob wig. So, anyway, uh, it's, they're written, both written by Stacey Minaire. That'll do. Yeah. Yep, fucking nailed it. Um, and they star people. The second one stars a person that you might recognise. Uh, well, two people you might recognise. Katie Holmes and Ralph Innocent. Um, I'm going to let you do the synopsis of these, Bex. Um, I'm going to get a drink. Can you get me one as well? No. So, the boy is... So, the lady that played Maggie in The Walking Dead goes to from America to... Britain to nanny a little boy in a big manor house um, to escape from her abusive boyfriend. The little boy turns out to be a doll. Um, 
which she thinks is a bit mental at first, but these people are paying her to look after a doll. So when they go off on holiday, she decides to break all of the rules that they've sent set for her and like just dick it off basically. Go on. She calls her friend and says to her friend, Oh, I just feel a little bit like I'm taking advantage. Her friend then says, Oh no, just you know, just look after the doll. And she goes, Okay, and then just proceeds to just abandon all the rules and take advantage. Yeah, but if you if you actually genuinely thought it was a doll, like you just you just fucking wouldn't kiss it goodnight and feed it meals, would you? If I was getting paid six dollar, right? Yeah, I would. Just just in case. Yeah, what if I've got nanny cams? What if I've got nanny cams? Anyway, um and then some weird shit happens and she comes to obviously think that the doll is like housing the spirit of their dead little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brownie Browns. And then, I don't know how far you want me to go with this synopsis, but then shit gets weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then the synopsis for the second one, Becky. I'm not doing the second one. You can do the second one. I don't want to. Right, I'll do the second one. Brahms 2. Um, Katie Holmes uh, plays... Liza? Yep. Sure. Yep. Liza. Um, and she spends most of the time at home with her son Jude, and their home is invaded. She gets knocked out. Jude witnesses it. Six months later, he's become self-mute, and they decide to go to the country um, to get away from everything, and he digs up Brahms, and then things go foot. I mean, it's not him that got attacked, though, is it? Like He did witness it. Yeah, but he's a bit of a bitch about it, isn't he? I mean, he looks like a bitch. He does look like a bitch. He looks like a bitch. Anyway, Ian. That shot, though, sorry, just to interrupt for a second, that shot where she comes down the stairs and the intruder man is stood, like, on the other side of the, the stairs, just, like, as a silhouette, that is fucking terrifying. Home invasion terrifies me. We don't have to see through stairs. You can no, we see it. Um, Ian, first of all, what did you think of The Boy? I just want to point out on the home invasion thing before talking about the boy. It would help if she knew how to use the alarm system. Do you notice when she first comes home and Jude is at home, she disables the alarm, even though <laughs> Jude is at home? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it basically looks like it's like opposite day for how to use the alarm. So that's why the intruders got in. Who's looking after Jude? No, no, he's, he's just there playing video games. No more video games. No more video games, Jude. Who was looking after him? He played the shoe trick. He did play oh, the shoe trick. Oh, opened a whole set of fucking weird things. Was the home invader looking after him? And she just forgot. And she had paid him, so they get, they whacked her Maybe on the she head. she just bobbed out to get some bread. And, like, left she him She bread with her. I mean, he's not like, he's not like he's four, is it? Oh, no, no, this is London. Look what can happen. Literally. Well, literally. But she was there at that point. Well, she's, maybe she should have left him out there. Anyway, Ian, what did you think of The Boy? So, The Boy, yeah, sorry. Um, the thing is, the first two thirds or so, it's quite it's quite slowly paced. And um, it, it there's, there's, there's things that kind of like like pepped up my interest. Like the, the sheer fucking what she didn't do any research before coming like coming over she literally flew from the us to the uk and then found out it was a doll um you know that's that's quite a big reach um how she just went with it 
to start with is fucking beyond me. Um, but, you know, there's a little bit of interesting imagery, you know, like I think Lauren Cohen, is that her name? Lauren yes. Cohen um, is decent enough. Um, she's got a nice relationship with Rupert Evans in there. Um, and then the twist, I honestly did not see that coming. I, I thought, you know, and maybe that's me just being dumb, but the I just the idea that there's nothing supernatural going on. There's just a dude in the walls. I quite liked how just weirdly real that was. When you I mean, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense. Like the how the, the fuck did he manage to do any of that shit without being noticed? particularly but then again he's had three decades to do it and i thought it ended well like it's bollocks (laughs) but it's kind of like grade a bollocks it's the kind of bollocks i will happily watch for free on youtube on a friday night with a beer (laughs) what did you think of the bye becky very similar to be fair i I liked the fact that it, it it teases you with this supernatural shit throughout the whole film and then it's just it's just not it's just a fucking weird guy living in the walls that his parents have like hidden for three decades because they're ashamed of what he's done and don't want him to get like found out and he's just moving a fucking doll around creeping everyone out i liked that it wasn't anything supernatural and it was just just that yeah um, it's it's very good at making you think that something supernatural is actually going on. Like when she's like losing her mind about the fact that it moves a couple of inches sometimes. And like you can draw a, like a, a, a body mark around it. Cause sometimes he doesn't move very much. You just imagine like real Brown's wearing his little weird porcelain face, just going, <laughs> I'm just going to, just going to move him a little bit. Brown's is a dick. Brown's is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that bit where he comes out the fucking mirror. It's great. It's just so creepy. Yeah. It's. It, 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 I, I, I actually was really, really impressed with it co- compared to what I thought I was going to think of it. Like, it's not a classic of the genre or anything like that, but I, I thought it was going to be shit. And I've avoided it since 2016 because I thought it was going to be shit. And it's actually not. It's a terrific reveal, the mirror yeah. bit. It's a great what the fuck moment. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then they, they're going through the walls and they find his bedroom and the doll that he's made with a wig that looks like... Hey, where's he got that wig from? I don't think he's got an Amazon account. I reckon he just... I reckon he shaved a goose. Shaved a goose. Yeah. I mean, it's not feathers. Um, And her dress and everything. And it's like... It, it's just really good. It's a really good twist. What do you think, Matt? What did I think? Yeah. I think I fell asleep halfway through it. Oh, right, okay. Out of sheer force of will. Do you think you missed the good bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think at the at the moment where they had the Red Shoe Diaries lecherous shower scene in it, where you could almost hear William Brent Bell in the background going, right, now wash your thighs. Wash your thighs. Keep washing your thighs. I've seen women shower. They just wash the thighs with their hands. <laughs> wash your thighs some more. 
Wash your thighs. Why have we been filming this scene for three weeks? Thighs! <laughs> it was... At that point, I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit what this fucking doll does. I, I want to go to sleep. What's the deal with all the fucking rats? Like, why have they got such a rat problem? What? Because Bram just shits everywhere. Um, nice. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so the boy, you, you both kind of liked, didn't you? And I willed myself to sleep. But I think you'd like it if you watched the end. I do want to. Um... <laughs> Part of the reason was because Bram's the boy too it seemed to have no relation at all to the boy. So it is mind blowing that well, these two film about the same people. When I talk about when I talk about Bram's the boy too, I will put across my feelings behind that that I said to you as we were coming out of the cinema. Okay. Um so Bram's the boy too. Ian, what did you think? So the boy is grade A bollocks. Brahms the boy too is thermonuclear bollocks. I what just what? I it's like just all the it, it made me laugh. Um, someone pointed out on Twitter that the BBFC description at the start is a spoiler because yep. it says supernatural threat, which yep. is quite funny. I didn't notice that going in, but I did. I, Oh, oh shit I just what uh, yes Becky yes how is this written and directed by the same people who did the first because it looks like they didn't even watch the first exactly well, I, 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 I said as we were leaving the cinema and said it, that film felt like um, Stacey Manier had started to write a different film a different film script got to the home invasion bit, got to the boy being mute, and then went, I can't get beyond this. I can't get beyond this at all. And then she just went, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to write a boy 2 sequel. It's just... It's... They try... Because they, the thing is, they do try to connect it to the first one. Um, but it it makes no... It makes no sense... There is no indication whatsoever in the first one, by the end, that anything supernatural is happening whatsoever. And now it turns out that there's a supernatural force that has been basically in that estate for, what, like centuries. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's like Stacey Muneer watched Jason Goes to Hell and just went, fuck it. If Friday the 13th can do it, I'm going to do it. I'm sure as well. In the first one, doesn't it say that Brahms the doll shows up after Brahms the boy it dies? Does indeed. Whereas in in the second in the boy two, it tries to make out that Brahms the doll is what makes Brahms the boy weird and like kill the little girl. Yeah. No, I, I mean to be to. Go on. Sorry. I, I mean I, I mean it also implies that Brahms basically called to the family to come to him yeah and it's just like no they just looked up the place on airbnb <laughs> yeah it, it's i mean the ralph innocent character what the hell is that yeah it, like, it, it, where, like, where has he been living yeah, it's like halfway through they decided to change their mind as to what he was is he crazy I mean, what, what the dog 
Why is the dog angry at the house? Why is the dog killed? Yeah, the dog can sense the evil, like, evilness of Brahms. But it's like, why hasn't Ralph Innocent killed the dog before in that case, then? As horrible a statement as that is to say. Yeah, it it, it is. It it, it is like like they change character. They pivot in the middle, don't they? Or it was supposed to be a completely different character, but they ran out of money and couldn't hire a different actor. So they went, Ralph, (laughs) how do you fancy being crazy Joe the banker? (laughs) And he's just gone, "Uh, wait. I, 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 the groundskeeper, you can be both because this film makes no fucking sense anywhere. But the, the, but the thing is, in the pure, this film notes, makes no sense. Let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall. I like, I can't say I didn't enjoy my time with it. Will I ever watch it again? God no. Um, but I, you know, I, it was absolute bollocks but it's not hateful bollocks it's not the grudge it's not a film that like piles on the misery and goes uh you know this this couple with the the the, the baby and the you know the are they going to abort it or are they not because uh because the child's disabled you know oh look at him murderer yeah look at it you fucking love it don't you you fucking horrible bastard no the boy too is just. He's let's ha- his mum from the doll. Sorry. It's it's actually like Jude's oh. trying to protect his mum from the doll. The weird fucking doll that yeah. again looks like they ran out of money for the big doll face reveal and just went. Uh, what we'll do is we'll just carve up the inside of a potato, spray it black, and put some maggots on it. I quite oh, like that. He fucking forgot about that bit. Yeah. When his face smashes and it's like, what the, the fuck is that inside? What is that meant to be? Maggot eye boy. Is that supposed to be like a dead kid that they've built the doll around? I thought it was what some is... sort of like demony fucking demon-y, thing yes, or something. What, what? 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 The effects on that were so bad. Ma- so I mean, bad. You don't like maggot eyebrows? I do not like maggot eyebrows. Look, I mean, yes, the, the effects were bad, but in this film, all like, all I wanted from this film was to see the doll move by itself. And did I see that? Yes, I did. Surprisingly early, in fact. Like, the, the, <laughs> the moment where it's on the sofa and it turns its head, I just thought, this has got to be a dream sequence. This has got to be a dream sequence. And then, no, it's not a dream sequence. And as soon as that happens, it's like, right, this this is chucking everything from the first one out the window then, isn't it? And then, and then I kind of embraced it. Like, just to... I mean, just to go, basically, the writer and director going, no one gives a fuck about the boy. Why Why? Why would they? Let's just do whatever we want to do. Do we want to do possessed doll with crazy Ralph Innocent murdering people? Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Why not? The next one, it's just going to open in space. <laughs> it probably will do, yeah. It'll basically be Jason X, but it'll be Brahms X. I, I, it bothered yeah. me that, though, because, like, I liked the first one for the, the twist and the surprise that there wasn't actually anything supernatural going on. This one throws all of that shit out of the window. Like, even to the point where the the last scene of the boy is Brahms, the grown-up man who's been living in the walls, repairing yeah. Brahms the doll. That was Ralph Innocent. And this fucking... It, it, it wasn't Ralph Innocent. It was Joe the Crazy Banker. It, but it wasn't. But and it they've was. Just, they've just 
retro whatever it is. No, I just thought it was. It was Joe the Crazy oh, Banker. Shut up. And it bothered me that they've kind of they'd actually against all odds made a pretty decent like little horror movie in the boy. Like it's 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 good and it's surprising and it's fairly original. And then they've just made it quite generic in in the boy too. It bo- it bothered me. The Ralph Innocent bit repairing the doll especially bothered me. That really fucking bothered me. I don't know why, it just really fucking did. I thought it was quite amusing the fact that they were doing all they can um, to to help Jude and to make sure that Jude was, you know, comfortable and to bring him out of his shell and everything like that and then literally say to him, oh, why don't we get your cousins down? And he looks at them like, no, fuck no, fuck no. And you can see why he didn't want his cousins to come down because they're twats and they go, well, no, we're still inviting them. Like, all right, so you don't yeah, make because He but, presents his objection as no guests allowed on a piece yeah. of fucking paper. Like if you said, no, I actually just kind of hate Also, the amount of paper that that wasted. If oh, you were God. the parents, you'd go, no, Jude, right, fine. We're, we're sympathetic towards the fact that you, you, you're self-mute. But could you just maybe start writing in the corner and write your ramblings down so that we can use all of the paper instead of just one word per fucking sheet? Planet-killing wankers. I don't think I could be sympathetic to that self-mute bullshit. Nah, well, we're, we're not really sympathetic I've, people. I refuse to read it. No, use your fucking words. Why were they always? Or you don't get any dinner. Why were they always eating exactly the same meal each time? A ham and potato. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that looked like a fucking miserly meal as well. Yeah, like. Did it? That it's because p- it was based in Britain and we all eat shit. But that food potato gratin at the, the first thing. I was looking, going, those potatoes don't look good. They don't cook. They did didn't they look cooked. cooked. They didn't. No. Didn't they have a cock of van at the end though? That looks all right. Yeah. It looked a bit watery though, didn't it? Maybe she was just a shit cook and he was all right. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's got a whole bottle of wine in it. Never mind. Yeah. All right, just try to get the kid pissed so it'll sleep better. And that bit, that way he's going to have the mask at the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's Bram. Bram, three in space. Jason Bram's maybe, in space. Maybe it'll be about Jude Bram's going on a, on a murder spree. Quite funny, wouldn't it? I mean, it would be. Maybe, maybe he'll go on a murder spree around the gangs of London. Sorry, Katie Holmes would have died of old age by the time the sequel comes out. <laughs> anyway. well, that's a bit it's an odd one for Katie Holmes to return, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's a really odd it's one. It's a strange choice for her to make. Yeah. It feels like a choice that she didn't need to make. Mm. I just like the fact, that the fact that Ralph Innocent gets quite a lot of work in Hollywood genre films these days. Like, it's very odd. I didn't like the gutted dog. That made me sad. You're not supposed, you're not supposed to go. Oh, look, they've got a dog there. I know, but it just felt unnecessary that. Well, no, it was part of the movie. Well, we didn't have to show it. Well, kind of did. I found my dead dog. I don't want to see it. He, he does literally say though, doesn't he, to the dad? Oh, I found him gutted in the forest. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking prick. <laughs> I'm surprised he wants to kill you. I was kind of hoping there was going to be a bit more like sexual tension love triangle between Katie Holmes, the dad, and Ralph Innocent, though. <laughs> it's that like, moment earlier on. It's like, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> it is because he comes out very quickly and kind of puts his arms like, no, it's my girl. My girl. Yeah, yeah. I'm not after the girl. I'm after you. <laughs> oh, that would have been a twist. Yeah, I mean, it, it's... You know, it's it's bollocks, but I've got to say, I enjoyed both of them more than I I, I thought I would have a week ago. So, yeah. so what are you? What are you? What are you on the boy? Uh, definitely not shit. On the boy. Because I'm 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 shit. 
You didn't watch it obviously. You didn't watch it. I will, I will watch the rest of it this week. Right. Don't just shake your head. I won't. I will because I need to watch it because I can't only watch half a movie. It will burn it at me. Mm. So I will watch the rest of it at some point this week. Mm. Um, so what were you on Brahms The Boy 2? I'm going to do it very mild, definitely not shit. I had fun with it. As a standalone movie, I'd probably say definitely not shit. I don't like the fact that it just basically tears up all everything from the first one. But I suppose it, it covers its bases and it does it like it. it... Yeah, it touching cloth, I think, you know. I'm Geostorm, just for that ending. <laughs> I am geostorming it just for that fucking ending of of, of literally deciding, all right, well, Jude's fine now. And he's going to chuck Brahms, the weird, whatever, the fucking Brahms demon in the, what is it? And the fact that he can be killed by a croquet mallet. Mm. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm going geostorm on that. Fair enough. Uh, very good. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. junkie do you eagerly anticipate the freshest ipa release from your local craft brewer do you check in every beer you've ever had on untapped do you know the difference between a belgian triple and a berliner weisse then do we have a podcast for you what's untapped podcast gives you beer reviews interviews with brewers behind the scenes access to beer festivals games and more whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing what's untapped podcast is something for you Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Cool. Uh, Ian, uh, what have you been watching? Well, I'm going to get a drink. Um, Becky, what I've... have you been watching? On my own. On your own. I have. Oh, you are. Oh, you have. What? I assume. Where's, where's letterbox? I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Mm-mm. There's only. There's only one. Um. I watched The Curse of La Llorona. It's the most generic movie I've ever seen, and that's all I have to say on that. Oh. Yeah. I was really disappointed. Does it? Is it part of the country universe? It's the same dude. But is it part of the country? Does it feel like part of the country no. universe within the movie? No. Is that just is that in terms of quality or is that 
it just doesn't feel like what is it? It just doesn't really feel like it. It doesn't feel like it's... Doesn't feel, doesn't feel like the same part of the same universe. Tonally and quality-wise. So if we type in the Conjuring, to work out the Conjuring universe, mm-hmm. does it count it as it? Does it count it as being part of the Conjuring universe? Conjuring universe. Let's have a look. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it does. It doesn't feel like one. Yeah, the Curse Laura, it does count it on their Wikipedia as, what is it? What's out next? Conjuring 3 is out this year, isn't it? They definitely made me do it. Right. Uh, cool. So that was the Curse Laura. Oh, shit. What do you think of that? Very briefly. Sorry. I just, it just, it just felt so generic. And like, it just, it happened. It was on and then it finished. What did you think of the priest? I quite enjoyed him. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. And I, I, I really wanted to like it more. I really wanted to see that in the cinema, and now I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the only one that I've watched on my own. Started watching Blade Runner 2049 with Isabel. Mark then came downstairs and I stairs and had a bit of a paddy because he wanted I to rewatch it. So I was like, all right, okay, well we'll. Isabel wants to go and do some revision, so you know, we'll, I'll, I'll start it from the beginning again. I haven't watched that much, and then you know, we can watch it. And then since that, I've suggested it numerous times, and he's refused to watch it, so it's in the bad books. Not even vaguely true. That is very, that is very true. Not vaguely true. Uh, Ian, what have you been watching? Oh shit! Okay, um, so we've got a few that we that we watched together, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you do yours first. Okay, uh, no worries. Um, so I watched. Um, D. Rees's new uh, film, new to Netflix, The Last Thing He Wanted, um, starring uh, a really good cast, actually. Um, Anne Hathaway, Ben Affleck, um, Rosie Perez, uh, Toby Jones um, and others. And um, uh, God, so this film, um, basically a journalist. Oh, and Willem Dafoe as well, actually. Um, a journalist is in investigating some shady shit happening in South America. And it just so turns out that it seems like her dad is involved. Um, she basically kind of gets involved in her, it herself so that she can investigate it from a journalistic uh, point of view. And um, there's kind of like some conspiracy shit of sorts. And Ben Affleck is a government man who may or may not uh, be uh, helping Anne Hathaway. Um so i will be honest i think i fell asleep at some point in the first half hour when i was started watching on saturday night i watched the rest of it yesterday but reading up on it after i think it's safe to say that the fact that it just seemed choppy and a bit all over the place was not because of me drinking um I literally watched like the last hour and a half of it like yesterday. So it's maybe I fell asleep for like five minutes or something in the first half hour. Um, This film is really, really blare. Um, And it, you know, D Rees like stormed out the gates with Mudbound a couple years back, which a lot of people were saying, you know, should have 
done an awful lot better at the academy awards than it than it did um even though it already kind of feels like the bloom's come off the rose slightly um this premiered at sundance and i think she was on a jury at sundance as well so she was kind of being positioned as like hot shit there and then the reviews for this were just very anemic yeah um and it's just for such a cast there's nothing exceptional about the film whatsoever it's very very average um i mean anne hathaway is give it it is like really committed ben affleck is kind of just doing ben affleck it's a very and ben affleck kind of role here yeah. um i mean willem dafoe is fun when he's on screen actually he's got he's got a you know he is vibrant um but the 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 subject matter is quite dour the the thriller aspects to it a lot of it is stuff being like anne hathaway is told to go do something her character doesn't have an awful lot of agency and there's kind of like there's a recurring thing with her sort of um, calling her daughter who's in a boarding school and her kind of realizing that she needed to be closer to her daughter and whatnot and it, it just by the end of it despite everything that's happened on screen it's just a bit of a shrug um yeah it, it just, there is nothing exceptional about the film whatsoever and i'm not arguing that a film needs to be exceptional but i have no idea why this cast are doing this film apart from the fact that d Rees was hot after mudbound um just sound like that's that's the reason why everyone jumped on board with it yeah yeah and i mean like i i, I wish d Rees the best um you know mudbound was yeah it's a good film i i, I didn't think it was like the all singing all dancing that people seem to think it was at the time and i almost wonder whether that kind of heightened expectation off of that has done her a disservice with this um it's like it's i don't know it's like a two two and a half out of five it's not mm-hmm. awful but it's not it's just it, it's nothing it, the sort of thing where it, it, it it's being let off a little bit because it's on netflix rather than being released in actual cinemas oh mate yeah if this if this was a theatrical release it'd be losing money hand over fist um and you know it's it's i you know i sing the praises of netflix a lot i love that they're giving money to make these kinds of films which don't you know don't get released in cinemas these days even though that's a little bit snaky in its own tale they don't get released in cinemas these days because netflix has them yeah so it's the like you say it is sneaky in its tale yeah um but uh, yeah i i i hope d reese comes out of the blocks for the third time with an absolute banger that this isn't it um and i'm you know i'm it's a shame it's a shame but yeah i i just it's basically i agree with what everyone's saying about it um so uh yesterday i took lottie to go see the call of the wild um so this is the new harrison ford and cgi dog film uh directed by chris sanders who directed lilo and stitch i believe it's his live action debut um i want to say it was shot by janis kaminsky um and really good cast you know um harrison ford um omar sai uh dan stevens uh karen gillens in it for a, for a small time 
um you know just like a, a, you know some good hey that person's in it great kind of stuff going on um so basically it is the story of buck a large dog who is uh kidnapped and it um becomes a sled dog um before harrison ford um kind of like take, takes him under his wing and uh buck basically um learns to hear the call of the wild um so this is one of those rare things it's a very highly budgeted family film you know it's not like a four quadrant picture kind of thing it's not a marvel film it is a film for families um it's got a nice mix of cgi dog antics um with some rather more like heavy material um there is a death in the film towards the end which i did not know was coming and proved to be quite interesting with lots um she has not seen death on film all that much or at least as direct as that was and you know we had a conversation after and you know she convinced herself that that character was 180 years old and he would have died the next day anyway (laughs) 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 which you know i I, yeah fair fair enough you know if (laughs) um she literally no, she literally said oh well he probably would have died the next day anyway and i was like yeah lots yeah yeah he probably Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um <laughs> sorry it's making me laugh um but no i mean that's the thing like she despite that she she gave it 10 and a half out of 11 and it would have been 11 if the person didn't die at the end you know and it was like oh man she was in like yeah she was heavy in there's an there is a thing in our house at the moment very much about should we get a dog and that it yeah i okay um and you on oh no i'm 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 it's the practicality uh we're we're all for it it's just it's it's the practicality of it all but we we would have one um so yeah like she's was well into watching this but she i don't know it was interesting because the the ending where buck hears the the call of the wild and and goes off it's um you know she did the whole kind of like the happy tears kind of thing you know because the person died but the the dog found its place you know it's a very bittersweet ending and it worked you know and it cry in a movie though sorry I love a happy cry in a movie. Like when yeah. it, it just pans out in the end, and you just have to like, it's just it's just so emotional. It's like I always cry at the end of Home Alone when his family gets back, and I'm like, oh, he's got his Christmas. I love it. I love a happy cry. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely, and that and that's the thing. Like, it was a happy cry, and then she hugged me. You know, it was it was it was a really nice moment. It's one of those things that you know cinema can do, which not an awful lot of art forms can do. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I I I had a decent time with it actually. Um, Dan Stevens is like the villain, and yeah, yep, solid solid villain work. Um, at the minute he comes up on screen with the costume that he's got on, it's just like, yep, he's a prick. Uh, yep, absolutely. Harrison Ford is awake 
he's committed like it, it he is giving it some for this film and fair play um and the cgi dog yeah he is a cg dog at points he doesn't look real but it works a lot more than it probably should do so fair play to it it's um it's a decent time it's called the world not going to call it a five-star banger or anything like that but like if if you got you know if you got kids and whatnot um they'll they'll eat it up and you probably will do too so yeah it's a recommend actually nice yeah yeah what else you got uh rewatch toy story 4 um which i think i like more on rewatch um it it's dealing with some pretty heavy themes even though there's a lot of prattling about in it which um i don't know the, the the kind of like the extended gang don't get an awful lot to do with this one um and it's I, it, it, the stuff that they do do is palpably less successful than what um woody and to an extent buzz and forky uh, and um uh the sheep lady bow fucking hell um what she <laughs> she's doing as well um like by by the end there's a bit of happy cry stuff going on there as well like don like teared up and she'd seen toy story 4 in the cinema with us but she teared up towards the end as well and uh, yeah it, it is it's it's a really nice film is toy story 4 it's not it's no toy story 3 um and i'm still annoyed that it won best animated feature it's compared to some of the other stuff that was there that would have been just a more exciting choice meh but it 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 works so there you go and i watch it now it's on sky just so that i can watch it thinking of both people just that sheep lady all the way through it i think that'd be cool do it. I'd, I'd I'd be intrigued to see what you think. Actually, we watched it on um on Now TV. Uh, we saw it was on there. So um yeah, I'd I'd be intrigued to uh, as to your thoughts. Um and it's also three the one where they nearly all die and then they they pussy out of it. Yeah. Right. They're saved yeah. right at the last moment. Yeah. And then Andy gives it to that girl that he's clearly grooming. Yeah. Oh fuck. Wow we. I was just thinking, <laughs> I because I wasn't being creepy like Mark, was just making sure that I'd seen number three. <laughs> Mark took it in a dark direction. Toy Story 3 is the one that's got Totoro in it. Oh, doesn't get much to do though, does he? Yeah, he smiles though. It's fucking brilliant. Um, And lastly for me, also on Now TV, What Men Want. Uh, Watch this with uh, Don on Saturday night. Um, It's oh, fine. That. Sorry? How was that? It's fine. Is it Tracy Morgan? Yes, he's very good. I can I can watch Tracy Morgan in anything. Yeah, he's in it. He's he's in it a good chunk. He's good. Um, yeah, it's um, Taraji P Henson, solid enough in in the lead role. Um, it's a fun remake of what women want. Um, I will say it's got the worst for laughs, kind of like during the credits kind of alternate scene stuff i think i've ever seen it's like that stuff's not funny why is that there at all um <laughs> but there's some there's some funny shit in it um it's like an hour and 51 minutes long i want to say it's probably 10 15 minutes too long um but i i enjoyed it it's um it works cool 
yeah, a very standard issue. But it, you know, it's it's not as good as Girls Trip. Um, but it's it, you know, for a, there's not that many big Hollywood studio comedies uh, these days. But this is a perfectly decent one of them. Um, and apart from Bond films, that's it from me. Cool. Uh, what else have we watched? Best? We rewatched. Big from Little China, didn't we? Which we don't really talk about. Big from Little China. It did inspire me to buy a T-shirt though. Yeah, you did buy the Big from Little China. Um, Fu Manchu, Fu Manchu T-shirt. T-shirt, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm wearing it right now. You are actually it's wearing it right now. Yeah. yeah, you you are ridiculously excited about your Fu Manchu T-shirt, I am. aren't you? I love it. It only arrived today, and I literally opened the packet and put it straight on yeah, when I did. got in from work. Like, like an excited child. Yeah. Yes. Um, we also rewatched uh, John Wick Two. We did, which gave me some kind of feelings of the feelings that we weren't watching John Wick 1, then John Wick 2, then John Wick 3, but we decided we've watched John Wick enough times that yeah. we can skip it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John Wick 2 is, is, is I, I I said, it is beautiful as a film. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very good. I still do not understand why I could not have just shown some fucking self-control and not killed that man in the, in the Continental. Just drag him outside by his hair and then shoot him. I don't think I'll have to do that. Hmm. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Oh, wait. I think he was just that fucking pissed off and just that fed up that he thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm John Wick. <laughs> it don't matter. He's fucked himself now, hasn't he? I don't matter. He's John Wick. Now we get to work number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Of newer films that we watched, well, not newer films, <laughs> but films that we yeah. hadn't watched before. Well, I have watched this before. You can do this one now. Uh, so we watched House Sitter with Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Um, <laughs> Nice. Oh, what was it we watched? Was it the Out of Towners? We watched the Out of Towners a few, uh, I think, Jan, uh, December time, it went. Yeah, um, and really enjoyed that. And then I came across this on. Now it's evening. Well, no, that was Sky. Sky. Um, and after that was such a success, decided that I quite like to watch another Steve Martin Goldie Horn collab. Um, yeah, basically, she works in a bar. Yeah. He tells her about a house that he's built. He built for the woman he was going to propose to with like a giant engagement ring, symbolic engagement ring. She turned him down and the house is just sat empty. Goldie Hawn's got not much better to do. So she decides to just fuck off and find it and live in it. And then she decides to tell all of the townsfolk yep. that they're married in the hope that... It, I, I mean, she must have known that they, they'd found out at some point. Yeah, but... Especially after she, she tells that his parents. Yeah, I, I, I think that she's just in too deep by that point. Yeah, she is. Um, but then he turns up to sort of start the process of selling the house because he's, he's met this nice barmaid who he quite likes and he's, he couldn't move on because he's still got this house and it's like reminding him of the woman that rejected him all the time and he finds the nice barmaid that he likes living in his house and then doesn't like her so much anymore because she's conning him. Um, and it's it's basically how, how their relationship kind of develops from there. He wants to basically use her and a story about their failing marriage and her cheating on him to get sympathy from the girl that rejected him and, and win her over. Um, she just wants the house to start off with and then realises that she quite quite likes him yeah. um, and would quite, kind of like to make it work. Um, there's, there's a really sweet bit as well in there where like one of the sweet stories she's telling somebody is that she'd had a really hard day at work and he just turned up at home with Chinese food so that she didn't have to cook and it was just really like really nice and then there's the day when she's been doing loads of stuff around the house and planning the um fake party fake marriage party and he just turns up with Chinese food and it's like it's the moment where she goes oh (laughs) yeah 
Um, but yeah, just a really, really funny, really sweet film. It is, yeah. It's 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 both Goldie Hawn and um, Steve Martin in in really sort of peak form. Um, and I I was I remember seeing this at, at the cinema, and it was like a really it was a big hit. <laughs> Do I ask? What? Do I ask for the people who you went with? I went on my own. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed watching the cinema. I think it's the first time I've seen it since the cinema. Uh, but it, it, it's an awful lot of fun. Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn are very good at doing these type of things. I do. I, anytime you watch, I think anything from peak era Goldie Hawn, mm. um, you're reminded of, 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 of sort of like going. Do you know what? Goldie Hawn was a brilliant, almost like weirdly forgotten screen presence. Yeah. You know, it, it, we don't. She doesn't get mentioned about. You know, for instance, I'm wearing a um, an Isabel Hooper t-shirt. Um, from Girls on Top, the, what is it? Now they've done various different female, you know, important women in film on top, stuff like that. It's like, Goldie Hawn's a multiple Oscar winner mm. who literally was was selling comedy films in the 80s and 90s on her name. And we don't seem to celebrate her enough, I don't think. It's weird. She's, to be fair, she's, I know it, it, it's it's not exactly a new thought, but she is Lucille Ball-esque. She's she's funny and charming, and she can she can carry a movie. She 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 she, she, she didn't she didn't fade away. She decided to essentially mm. go. I'm just not going to work as much because I'm enjoying just kind of pulling around with Kurt Russell. Um, <laughs> which, which but fair enough, you know, fair enough. <laughs> so I think we'd all enjoy pulling around with Kurt, Kurt Russell. They both decided to you know what? Let's take time out and be grandparents. Yeah. You know, which was kind of cool. And then being a Christmas movie together. Yay. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the sequel to that. Um, what else did we watch? We watched The Glass House, didn't we? Yeah. Um, this stars Lily Sabiosky, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, Diane Lane, Bruce Dern. Lily who? Sobieski. What? Yeah, it's yeah, fucking it's fu- weird. I think he said it correctly. I'm I, I'm not entirely sure what to think now. <laughs> <laughs> the fabric of the world is starting crumbling. I was expecting Lily to be boop boop. <laughs> or something along those lines. Fuck you. You've got Stalin Skarsgård's name right as well. I, I mean, that's basically going to say what you say, you know, but, you know. Anyway, so The Glass House. Um, Lily Sobieski plays uh, Ruby Baker um, and... She's a bit of a wild, isn't she? A bit of a wild kid. Yeah. Yeah, she's supposed to be because she sneaks out on a night oh. and does the weed. Um, Fair Not the weed. The weed. Uh, her parents die in a car accident, so her and her younger brother have to go and live with their ex-neighbours. Yeah, despite having a living blood relative in their uncle. Yes. They have to go live with their old neighbours in yeah. Miami who are played by Stellan Skarsgård and Diane Lane. Um, and... Bruce Dern plays the most inept lawyer Bruce in the Dern world. plays a terrible lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when they get there, strange things seem to be happening and then it turns out, spoiler alert for a 20-year-old movie, mm-hmm. um, it turns out that that, that these people who their parents entrusted to look after them if they died might actually be exploiting them to use their uh, inheritance trust money uh, to pay off all of their debts and to feed Diane Lane's drug habit. Yeah, she's like a morphine addict. She's a, she's a morphine addict. No, she's diabetic, Vex, because, you know, diabetics inject 
insulin directly into their bloodstream. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, oh, and and another clever little twist. They're called right. They're uh, called Glass. That's their surname, and they live in a glass house. And at no well, point well. anybody mentions it. I mean, it's not like thirteen ghosts level of glass house. But there's a lot of glass in it. Yeah, yeah. This film gets a lot of plate spinning, right? <laughs> gets a lot of plate spinning. And then literally, as all these plates spinning, just goes, ah. you look at these, you look at these, look at these. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, they're going to crash down and we're going to do something different. <laughs> going, but what about all those plates? They're dead now. What plates? It's, it's a strange film. It, it literally is. It, 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 it's odd. It makes no sense. But I kind of enjoyed it. I kind of enjoy, I'd watch it again. I probably would watch it again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of shit. It's kind of shit, yeah. But it's, it's our kind of shit. Yeah, I do like the fact that they blamed the fact that it made no money on well, it came out it came out like two days after September 11th. What did you expect? I mean, it's got nothing to do with terrorism. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so that was what we watched this week. Um, so, moving on to Beat, which was our pick, Patreon pick from Glenn Picard. Uh, it is a 2000 film. I don't mind looking at you on that. It's freaking me out a little bit. Uh, hey, do you know what else freaks me out? What? 2000 was 20 years ago. Shh, don't tell it. I think I still think of the, the 90s as being like the last decade we've had. Yes, no, it's a while ago. It's by uh, Gary Walker and it stars Courtney Love, Keith Sutherland, Norman Reedus, Ron Livingston, and other people. Uh, it's based upon the true story um, of William S. Burroughs and his wife, um, Joan Volmer. And we have to go spoiler alert this thing because it's based on a true story. And we're going to go spoilers in it anyway. Isn't it? Yeah. It's essentially the events leading up to her accidental death slash murder. It's not murder, it's more manslaughter, isn't it? I don't know. They kind of make it seem like he wanted to shoot in the first. I mean, she didn't have any control over her face. Maybe that freaked him out. Uh, yes. So it, it's <laughs> if it, it, if you want to rent this on Amazon Prime, it is a completely different movie to the one description that it gives. Oh, yeah, What's the like, description on Amazon Prime? About about. Well, I'll, I'll find the exact description because it is not the same movie. Let me just find it. Prime Prime Video. Here we go. Why have you got Prime on, like, page fucking five? That's on the first page for me. <laughs> you dickhead. Anyway. Oh, God's sake. Beat, 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 beat. Beat full. <laughs> anyway, Becky, continue talking about the film. It's a large find this. <laughs> oh, you need to read the description first. I'm trying to find it, but I'm not being able to find it at the moment, because Amazon's fucking, what is it, is just terrible. <laughs> You talk, I'll find it. Right. Um, so, Ian, uh, did you know much about the story going in? No. When he shot her at the end, I was really quite surprised. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. They're playing William Tell, and then she's dead. <laughs> Quickly, Becky, did you know much about the story? And that description's just killed me. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> right. So, Ian, what did you think of the movie? Um, I wish I liked it. I'm really sorry. 
I wish I liked it. Um, Wait, I found it. I found it. Go on. Several students gather at the apartment of Joan Volomir, spelt wrong, by the way, I will add, um, to smoke, drink and experiment with drugs. Among them, William S. Burroughs, Lucian Carr and Allen Ginsberg. Uh, Lucian and Allen are planning a legal liquor run. I mean, that's not what it's about. <laughs> that's not at all what it's about. That's incredible. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know much about William S. Burroughs or Ginsburg or, like, the, the beat generation or beat... I don't know. I don't, I don't beat know. Next. A bit of beat next. Fine. So, I'm watching this film and it's like, yeah, that guy really wants to fuck Norman Reedus, doesn't he? Oh, shit, Norman Reedus is killed. Oh, wow. All right, then. And then... Ah, oh, William S. Burroughs. Yeah, okay. He's going off, off away from Courtney Love. He he wants to fuck Jack Kerouac, does he? All right. Uh, okay. Um, and then they go to a volcano. I don't know. It just felt like I was on the outside looking in. It it felt like the incessant five minutes of title cards at the end of the film maybe needed to be at the start to catch me up. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose that, you know, there is an argument for like, if you're going to go in and watch a film, you kind of need to know what it's about. But at the same time, why? If like, Unless I'm watching like The Two Towers and being like, well, who the fuck are these people? Yeah, I, I, I think that there should be enough to at least set the context for someone who doesn't know anything and i'm not i'm not saying like have someone like do exposition about he was a brilliant writer and this is a troubled soul and but but it just it felt like the film started these characters were already in place and then these things happened and i i don't know it's like do i care about norman reedus trying to get with courtney love and then constantly like seeming to have horniness at different times and never the twain shall meet not no, not really. Am am I bothered about William S. Burroughs trying to get this guy to suck him off? Not or or fuck him or whatever they're gonna do. Not not really. I, I, do I get any sense of the genius that these people are supposed to have? No, not particularly. And then Kiefer Sutherland uh, uh, kills her. Great. It felt really low energy. Um, I mean, Courtney Love barely seemed awake. Um, Norman Reedus, I thought he was all right. You know, it must have been like pretty much his first role, and he's he's decent enough. I like I like me some Ron Living. It was almost a running joke how he just was like in the background of everything. Um, no, he's he's uh, Ginsburg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Because yeah. Kerouac is the guy that Burroughs is basically trying to fuck. Yeah? No, no that's Lee something. No, Kerouac's Car- Car- oh. in, in the opening bit, but not in the rest of it. Right. Right. He's not... No, but he's not the one who gets killed, is he? No. No, he's not. No, no, no. no, no. different. No, Kerouac literally, at, at the point where this was happening, was doing one of his uh, Cross America. Right, uh, okay. So, apologies. Oh. So, that's the thing. It was like... Who the fuck was that guy that William S. Burroughs was trying to fuck for like half an hour of the film then? Uh, that was that was literally a boy that he hired to go away with him to fuck. Right. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't into the wavelength of the film and I'm sorry because these patron reviews, you know, I want to be positive, but I, I can't lie. I didn't like it. Becky. I actually didn't hate it. Like it, it didn't, like you say, it, it doesn't, in the same way as when we watched the, oh God, I can't remember his name now, the 24-hour party people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you enough background if you don't already know about the scene. It's an interesting comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So I would like to, I would like to have had the foresight to have read up on this situation before watching it. But I thought it was about an illegal liquor run. So I'd have been reading up about a whole different situation, wouldn't I? Um, but... I, I didn't hate it. I liked the slice of life kind of aspect of it. It's not, yes, obviously it's leading up to what happens, but it's not, the rest of the movie isn't about a specific event that's high drama that happens. He goes away to look at his little baby prostitute. So her friends come to visit, they go to see a volcano, and it's all quite, it is, it's quite just like normal. And then, obviously, it is leading up to her being shot in the head, which kind of comes out of nowhere. But I don't know. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I quite liked the lazy pace of it, and I quite, although Courtney Love just seemed pretty off her face throughout the whole movie and had no control over her facial expressions. I didn't. I didn't hate it. To be honest, I, I, I quite liked it, and I, and I would be potentially interested in doing a bit of reading up on the situation and then rewatching it understand the dynamic better maybe right yeah alan ginsburg freaks me out though he's in that film we watched that he's film. In Thunder, yeah, yeah. He, he, it's actually him in that yeah he's a peculiar ginsburg yeah he was he was a he's a he is a presence i would say yeah mm. uh there um i i i did know the story mm-hmm. beforehand uh, and so it is quite weird i i i I think it's fair to say I would have been viewing it differently to you guys. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah. It felt very much a a low-budget film that all these people wanted to do because they wanted to have some kind of connection to the people and they're influenced in some way by the people that they're playing there. It's one Mm. of those, you know, um, everyone that is there... These were, these were, you know, this was around the time that Portland Love had just been nominated for an Academy Award. That's mind-blowing. Mm. Um, for uh, people versus Larry Flynn. Uh, Ron Livingston was, was, wasn't a, he was, wasn't like a bankable star, but he was an in-demand um, character actor. Yeah. Um, Keith Sutherland was a, was, was a star mm. at the time. Um, but I... I actually really, really liked it, to be honest. It, it, it's that, that slice of life kind of thing there um, is exactly my kind of pace, like a, almost like a, a weekend uh, in the life of these people. Yeah. Just so happens to be a very important weekend that they're going around and that there's all these things happening, but you, you know at the end of it, right, it, but this is all for essentially nothing because they're, I think maybe that they toned down certain elements of it a little bit too much. Drug it's a bit. William S. Burroughs was was a drug addict. Mm. You know, he was. They were in Mexico because 
he'd had to flee the US because he'd been caught several times with a lot of heroin. Um, they just they brush that off, don't they? Was oh we can't go back to the US because of that heroin thing. Yeah, um, she was a was a raging alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know there was they they painted them as being still all together two together. Yeah. You know yeah. they were making these conscious decisions and everything like this, and it wasn't. They were two very fucked up people. I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little bit. Won't someone please think of the children? <laughs> when she just went off and left him. Yeah. 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 It is. It's a little bit like that. They were. It, it does a little bit. I think it paints them all as being arty intellectual types who use these things to feed their minds and oh, they were just, you know, held back by a society that didn't understand them. It's like, no, they were indulgent intellectual pricks. Yeah. Um, and that's what it was. But I kind of, I still kind of liked it. I thought performances were good. It. I like Courtney Love as a screen presence. I do. Sorry, I just she do. She has got a certain charisma. Um, I, I, that's what I think it is. There's a definite, yeah. no matter what, I do think that, and especially around this time, that Courtney Love had a star power. Yeah. You know, you can see why literally musicians fucking wrote songs about her. Albums, entire fucking albums about her. Really? Yes, both Kurt Cobain well, yeah, and sense. Billy Corgan. Um, so yeah. Can I, you I, imagine? Can you imagine Billy Corgan's noise when he orgasms? Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think we, 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 like, combining those two noises, I think you got it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I really liked it, to be honest. I got a lot I got a lot out of it. I liked its lazy pace. I liked the... There was almost, like, subtle little nods to Naked Lunch in it. Why don't we watch Naked Lunch? Yeah, just, like, the whole... I, the, 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 the dead atmosphere of it all. Yeah. Had that. Um, and the... The, the, the settings in Mexico with the way that that works and whether they were set out when it was staged, it did feel a little bit naked lunchy there. Mm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it, it also did make me want to rewatch Naked Lunch and reread it as well. So, I have to dig that out of the loft. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. It's up there somewhere, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but I, I, I'm a fan of this, of these writers anyway. I mean, I don't know, I'm intrigued by these writers, would be a better saying for that. Yeah. I'm a fan of Kerouac. Um, I'm more intrigued, and I, 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 I'm hit and miss with Burroughs. I don't get some of it. Mm. I think it just flies over my head so much. And Ginsberg, it, it's more poetry, and I don't like poetry. Um, such I have real issues with it as a medium. Um, so th- that was there was that. But yeah, I, I really, I really liked it. I'm definitely not shit on it. Yeah, I'm definitely not shit on it. I quite enjoyed it. Like I said, I'd, I'd like to find out a bit more background and rewatch it. Cool. Nice. Oh. I, I, I completely forgot I was hosting that. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Twitter questions. We have, we, go. we have a couple, actually. Uh, John McGrath, at John McGrath, what's your favourite needle drop in a film? Um, I believe it's I believe it's Jackie Brown. Ooh. Um, the uh, doo 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 doo. 
Special effects. Oh, I don't know. A bit, a, bit, a bit of music arrives. I like the summit in um, what do I call it that I like? Oh, Django. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Can't remember what it is. Can't remember. Um, come back to that next week, don't I? Yeah. I mean, we could just rewatch it. I'm gonna go for a really obvious one. Uh, but it's um, the when the second half of uh, Layla comes in in Goodfellas. I just that, that is just perfection. <laughs> the way um, Scorsese's that. There's quite a few in Scorsese ones actually. Is that is that Eric Clapton? Yeah, uh, technically it's Dirk and the Dominoes, but yes, it is Eric Clapton. Yeah. Okay. So like towards the end of Goodfellas. Yeah, when you have the where the, the, uh, like all that, the secrets, all the guys getting like all the bodies being found. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, the yeah, second yeah, half yeah. of, of Layla. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Does uh, that? Yeah, I, I think that's my favourite in terms of the music drop there. I mean, Tarantino's got a lot. You're picking sort of things where you've got uh, what is it? Also, as well, the Alfred Molina um, scene in Boogie Nights. But then again, I suppose that's part of the actual scene, so it's a bit different. Mm. Yeah, Layla. It has to be Layla for me. Yeah. It's the one that always comes to mind about those things. I think it just it uses that piece of music to essentially... It's such an important moment in the film because it's it's where everything properly starts unraveling for everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. It, 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 it's the break point of... The, it, it, it literally is... They've had the biggest heist ever. Yeah. And then this is how everything goes wrong. I mean, I, I, jumping Jack Flash in um, in Main Streets oh. is a big one for me as well. I mean, it's not a needle drop, but um, um, oh, fucking hell, it's the the Ronettes "Bye Bye Baby" at the start of Main Streets. Yeah. Um, like it's not like I say, it's not a needle drop, but I fu- like. I fucking love how that works in that opening titles. Um, I'd also put into that, in terms of the opening titles, yes, John, we are slightly changing the question here, but the um, use of Baby Please Come Home in Gremlins, and when Gremlins comes across the screen, the title card for Gremlins comes across, and you've got the town in the background, it all snowed, it comes across as Gremlins at the moment that it goes Christmas. And it's like yeah. bang, and it's like yeah. fuck, that's good. Yeah, nice. Yes, yeah, more musical cue than that, but yeah. Um, I don't pay much attention to music in movies, to be fair. Like, I'll notice it if it's jarring, like yeah. if it doesn't fit. But if it does fit, then I'll just enjoy it and go afterwards. Oh, I feel like the music was really good in that. I want to listen to the soundtrack. Like once upon a time in Hollywood, I want to listen to the soundtrack for that. That's it's. But I don't tend to notice it when it's done well. Yeah. It's like source music in films these days is often done as a kind of like a um, almost like a jokey kind of thing. Um, I, I think the uh, the kind of like the Rogan Franco kind of films of like the like early noughties and like the like the uh, well the early teens the late noughties had that whole kind of like a song that they all like that is used 
like yeah. affectionately but slightly piss takey. Yeah, um, like the like the Backstreet Boys bit in. And, and this is the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like source music, like needle drops now are used more for that kind of thing. It feels like to me, or like yeah. or like the music being in Krongruus. So you know. I, it, it's trailers, but like that Run the Jewels song being used in both the Booksmart and the Good Boys trailer within about a week of each other. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, it, it's, they don't feel like they're particularly being set for mood these days, apart from Tarantino. Um, it's honestly, it's, it's something I miss. Um, you know, yeah. like the music from the original soundtrack of, it's not something that feels like it happens all that much these days. No, a lot of the time now, I think in, in very much in a post um, Guardians of the Galaxy world, mm. um, now they've kind of looked at it and gone, you know what, we can make a shitload of stealth money off soundtracks. Off a well put together soundtrack, yeah, yeah of existing music, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Barracuda in Birds of Prey was a recent one which really fucking works, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah that's a really strong shout. Yeah. I, I, having a really good, that's a good soundtrack. Having a good song yeah, where, you, where it goes bang. Like, I, I think the uh, another great one is um, Where Is My Mind at the end of oh, uh, Fight Club. Fight Fuck Club. me. Oh, God, that might actually be my answer. Yeah, it, 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 it's perfection. Oh, it, it, just that song coming in at that moment. It kind of goes, do you know what? It, it gets the movie, and it's just it, but it doesn't just get the movie in terms of, you know, a double meaning with the lyrics. It just the whole it being the pixies and all that lot just kind of just gets the whole feel of the movie. But it's like the way, at the way the drum kicks in, that like just yeah. as the buildings explode, and yeah. like Marla kind of goes, huh. And it's almost like she's reacting to the the drum as much as the explosion. Yeah. It's ah. Uh, Surprised you've not said Talking Heads in um, Octopus Time Machine. I mean, that's a, that, that's just a. Just it's, it's a given. It's a pantheon. Yeah. Pantheon. Yeah. There's, there's many things in there. There's also the Enrique Iglesias one in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and I mean, literally anything with Craig Robinson, just for anything. Actually, that's quite good. Um, the use of is it running by Who do I am? It, no, it's, it's a black eyed peas. Black eyed peas, yeah. Alright. No, you fucking time machine fucking <laughs> trivia. <laughs> um, We're in the black eyed peas. So? Um, Rick Kidd, uh, at Rick J. Kidd, uh, with Brahms, Annabelle, and Chucky all being featured in films in the last year, the creepy doll horror trope is in good health. What horror movie staple would you like to see more of? I want to see him make a remake of Dollmaster. Have you seen Dollmaster? I have. Doesn't answer the question. I know, but just on the creepy dolls thing. That film fucking terrified me when I watched it. Did it? Yeah, really scared me. I had loads of porcelain dolls in my bedroom at this point. That's a bit tory, that, isn't it? It is a bit tory, um... yeah. I have no, I have no, like, control of my upbringing now. Fair enough. Uh, horror movie staple. I got one. Go on. I want to see more occult films just because they're fun. I like them. I like Catholic horror movies. Occult ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Fucking Sin Eater is one of my favourite films. You love that film. I love that film. Um, Conjuring 3 is about a werewolf in it. Yeah. Yeah, I want werewolf films. 
That's solid. That's a good shout out. It hasn't been a werewolf film in fucking forever. What was that? Oh, what was it? Late Phases. That was a good one. Oh, Late Phases was a good film. Yeah. That was actually a, that actually was a really good gnarly fucking film. Yeah, it was. It was probably the best one with that fright first actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it probably was. Yeah. Mm. No, I don't um, like a possessed dog film. No, I'm not not found. Yeah, I go for a cult. Yeah. Yeah, that makes you muck around. Did you guys um? Did you guys do lists? Uh, yes. I've got I've got a list, but it's more than five. Go on. So I've got more than five as well. So this is um most anticipated. Yeah. So to give that, is it's the most most anticipated movies of the of 2020. Well, I'm gonna go in order of release date. Go on, Bex. Okay. Most anticipated. So I'm really really looking forward to Promising Young Woman. Yep. Um, the Karen Mulligan movie, who where she seems to take advantage of guys that try to take advantage. Uh, take revenge on guys that try to take advantage of that um antebellum i'm really interested in um, best best tagline of the year so far sorry what's the tagline time goes by but it's b-y-e nice (laughs) i really fuck it i really like that so yeah so that is good i'm I'm looking forward to that one uh spiral i'm actually really looking forward to Mm. the new chris rock saw movie um, the remake of Candyman that Mark reminded me last night is a thing that's happening this it's year. Not a remake, it's a sequel. Sequel. Um, maybe just forward, looking forward to it because it's actually got Candyman in it, and apparently a trailer is very, very imminent. Yeah, due this week in it. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um, obviously Tenet. That goes without saying. Uh, the new Conjuring movie. I fucking love the Conjuring movies. You do love the Conjuring movies. I do. But it makes me happy that we're getting another one this year. It really does. Um, especially after La La Rona was such a disappointment. Um, and I'm actually really excited for the remake of June. Because I, I think everyone is. I like yeah. the book. I, I actually quite like the film. It, it makes me sad that David Lynch hates it, but I actually quite like the film with Carl McLaughlin. Do you remember Sting's pants in it, though? I do, Do you yeah. remember Sting's in it? Yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited for June. Ian, go on. Um, so I've got ten... Um, <laughs> nice. I've got five in no particular order. Um, so yeah, June as well. Um, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I wasn't as into as you guys were, but I fucking love the world building, and I'm fascinated to see what Villeneuve does with June. It does ever so slightly feel like if this doesn't work after Blade Runner, he will never be given a massive budget again. So I'm hoping he just goes all out. Um. Annette, which is the new film for the guy who directed uh, Holy Motors, Leos Carax. It's enti- apparently entirely sung and stars Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yep, yeah, I'll watch the fuck out of that. Yeah. Andrew, uh, Andrew Dominic's new film, Blonde, uh, the biopic of Marilyn Monroe, starring Anna de Armas, which quite frankly might be the most boner-inducing fucking fra- like thing I've ever heard. Um, I'll just throw that out there. Um, but I mean, Andrew Dominic, he's not made a film since Killing Them Softly. I'd like, I'm sorry, that was the lizard brain part of me coming out, but Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> you know, like, wow. 
Um, but yeah, Andrew Dominic, really looking forward to that. Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Um, uh, Wes Anderson's French Dispatch. And um, do you know what? Spielberg's West Side Story. Spielberg making a musical. I'll watch the fuck out of that, especially around Christmas. Um, so I, I have a five. Mark, do you have a five? I, I have a collection that I can knock <laughs> down to a five is what I would say there. Do you want to do five? Well, and then I'll do I'll 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 do mine. Okay, so my number five is Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. Um, I wasn't big on Baby Driver, but the idea of Wright doing a Polanski-influenced horror film that apparently may involve time travel, sure. Um, Weirdly, Last Night in Soho is my number five as well. Nice. Uh, Number four, we talked about it earlier on. uh, David Lowry's The Green Knight. Um, That's my number four. I don't think your number three is going to be my number three. Yeah, there as well. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry? I forgot about that. That's in there as well. Nice. Um, my number three is Kogo Nada's uh, new film, After Yang, uh, which apparently is about a family trying to look after a AI companion that is a part of the family after it starts malfunctioning. Uh, Coco Nada made Columbus, so I'm in a thousand percent. You two still need to see Columbus. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Tenet because it's Tenet. Yeah. And my number one is David Fincher's Mank. So my number three is Death on the Nile. Yeah, I'm quite excited. Oh, thank God, what? Your number three is Death on the Nile. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Because I really, really enjoyed watching Bird on the Orient Express. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was a a really solid four out of five movie. Um, and I'm looking forward to just going back to that again. Agatha Christie, she writes some solid. She does, but well, but I just think that it's. I I know that I, I'm going to go into that film and I'm just going to have a really enjoyable time. And I think that that is nice. Brenner, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, my number two is Tenet. And my number one is The Finchers Bank. Oh, Your number one is what? Uh, David Fincher's Mank. Oh, yeah, boy. Mank, sorry? No, his number two was Mank. No, his number one no, was... my number two was Tenet. Um... Yeah, just just because it, it's a new David Fincher movie. And all in the same year, we're getting a lot of... We're not getting as many... We're getting a couple of big franchise movies, a couple of possible franchise starters. The franchise, the big, big franchise release we're getting this year, everyone seems a little bit... No, everyone's a little bit meek on it. Oh, the new Conjuring movie. That's no. the biggest franchise. F9. Nine. <laughs> nine. 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 There's also a Black Widow. But that, that seems like a, a bit of a... Look, you asked for it, so we're giving you it. And if you don't come and see it, it's your fucking fault. It looks crap. Anyway, let's start another time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm, 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 I think there's a lot of movies that are really interesting coming out this year i'm really really fucking excited for this year yeah i, I, I am because I, mean, I even mentioned june there june that's a hell of a cast yeah um do you know I, I go into every movie excited to see it. i'm even excited to see fucking onward and i don't like pixar so you are actually quite excited about onward aren't yeah. you yeah oh 
is there any chance you guys can see onward uh, next Saturday when it has one day only previews and we, we can review it next week? Why not? This Saturday, you mean? This coming Saturday. I've got back to see what you see. See if we, see if we can. Sorry, you say. <laughs> yeah, he, he did just say that, didn't he? He did, yeah. Yep, that it. Fucking Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, no, we're better to see it. Why? Because uh, I work all day and it's last showing is ten to eight. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Are you going to? No, because I'm at work till eight. You ball sack. Thanks for that. Yeah, you are a ball sack, Mark. Why are you going to see it? Why don't you come join me? I'm not coming like 15 minutes in the movie. It's not going to be 15 minutes in the movie, is it? It'll be half an hour of adverts and trailers. So you usually get like a 20 past 8. You just have to book it on your phone instead of me booking it both on, our, on well, my phone. We'll see. We'll have a discussion, Ian. We'll try and see what we can do. Uh, what else are we covering next week, Ian? Um, well, the true story of the Kelly gang is out next week. Um, that's the new Justin Kurzel one. Um We've also got Lee One Hours, The Invisible Man. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of considering it was not a great release week this last week, it's kind of ramped up a little bit. Um, I'll happily see and review both of those. So it's up to you guys. Uh, Dark Water is also out as well. Oh, shit, Dark Water is out. You really wanted to see Downhill, didn't you? Is Downhill oh, out shit, as well? Downhill's out as well. Oh, my God. Is Downhill playing that? Downhill, yeah. Um, have, they really, have they released the timings for next week on your one? For your one, yeah. 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 Are you thinking of that? Yeah. When's it playing? Friday onwards. I ain't got it. You maybe need to refresh your fucking app. Oh, no, wait, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. That's a lie. That's my. Have, have you got the true history of the Kelly Gang playing? No. No, it's not on there yet. Uh, all right, then. But you, you guys have got listings for Friday onwards? Yeah. Okay, it's just not playing with yours then. All right, well, never mind then. That kind of takes that out of the equation. So you've got Downhill playing. Yeah. Dark Waters. Um, you've got The Invisible Man? Yeah. yeah. We're probably going to see all three of those, aren't we? Let's be honest. Let's be, yeah, let's be real about it. Yeah, we probably are. Yeah. Okay, I mean, if we maybe, what, prioritise The Invisible Man and Downhill, like one Mark and two. Call to The Invisible Man because he's such a big fan of Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Matt on that moss train. On the moss train. Yeah. That that film is gonna make so much money. It literally costs seven million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm actually really looking forward to downhill though. I know you're not keen, Bex, but I am really looking forward to that movie. That felt like it was prime that's a kind of a prime unlimited showing film and it's weird that it's not getting one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll cover we'll cover some films next week. Yeah, I mean, like it, it, Invisible Man is a is a oh, death that's, that's the lock. Um, and then we'll see what else we can get to. Yeah. I'm trying to persuade Mark that it's okay to walk into a film after the adverts have started and see it onwards. It won't be after the adverts have started, will it? It'll be during the film. It's it will be during the film. Anyway, <laughs> thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for joining me, Ian. Uh, and we shall speak to you next week. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.
podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>